the more and more we can view others and view this world without this separation, the better and better life gets, the better and better we treat one another, we treat ourselves, and just treat the world in general. Hey friend, you're listening to the Cup of Chels podcast, and I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. You can think of this like your weekly coffee catch-up with your best friend and spiritual running buddy, who just so happens to be your life coach. Each week, I'll share inspiring tools and techniques for spiritual growth and self-development mixed with personal stories from my own journey and awakening. Between podcasting, life coaching, speaking, and writing, I'm laying it all out on the table. Seriously, I'm an open book, and I believe that it's the sharing of our stories that truly connects us. And in these connections, we are reminded of our truth, which is we are deeply loved and supported. And it's my mission in life to do just that. And because I'm forever curious about others, their practices, what tools they're using, their own journey, I'll be bringing on some kick-ass guests for thought-provoking conversations you definitely don't want to miss. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. Now, if you're ready to transform and co-create the life of your dreams, then you're in the right spot. Now, grab a cup of coffee and get me one while you're at it. Let's get comfy and dive into today's show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cup of Chelsea podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Holden, and I am calling to you live from a hotel room (laughs) in Broomfield, Colorado. Oh my gosh, it has been such an incredible week. It has been such an incredible week. Um, Ronnie had a guy's trip planned up to Colorado to Dillon to go check out a show, The String Cheese Incident. They are a jam band if you don't know who they are. (laughs) So he was planning on coming up, coming back home on Thursday, and my birthday is at the end of the month and was like, you know what? I would like to go up there too. In fact, I have a great friend, Jules, who I've had on this podcast before that I haven't met yet, who's continually inviting me up. Why not? Let's do it. Let's do something different. So the way it worked out was Ronnie went, left on Monday, met up with his buddies. I left Tuesday, met up with Jules, and then we met up together on Thursday. And I have just had the most fun, the most relaxing, the most expansive experience, and just the most supportive and loving experience. This whole trip, it has been amazing. So meeting Julia and her husband, Tony, was incredible. They live in Northern Colorado, and we truly just were able to have such great conversations and conversations about life, conversations about energy work. That's what Julia does. She is a Reiki master, among other things. She is incredible. And then also just, you know, about the universe and about co-creation and, you know, living this life 
sober, which is really cool. You know, um, Ronnie and I quit drinking and it has just been, it's been a game changer. It's been a game changer for us and how we are able to just, you know, live and operate with such clear thoughts, with such energy and motivation, more motivation than I've I've known in my life before, you know, and I attribute a lot of that to not having any alcohol. I mean, truly, if you, if you have been on the fence about even just taking a break from drinking, I would highly encourage you to do it. Highly encourage you to find some, some support and some help out there. Feel free to reach out to me if you have questions and you're just not even really sure where to start. You know, the way that I quit drinking and the way that Ronnie quit too, just, we just decided, we just decided that there were more important things in our life that needed our energy and our attention. And it, it is the most rewarding thing. I I just don't, I don't have anything but great things to say about it. And so Jules and her husband don't drink either, which is really cool. And um, Jules and I have a lot of parallelity in our lives. So that was, you know, the bulk of some of our conversation this week too. And it's, it's so refreshing to, when we meet people in our lives that we instantly connect with, you know, it just reminds us too that, that we're all connected. We truly are all connected together. And the more and more we can view others and view this world without this separation, the better and better life gets, the better and better we treat one another, we treat ourselves and just treat the world in general. So yeah, it was just, it was really great to hang out with another couple that doesn't, you know, that doesn't drink, that shares a lot of the same, you know, um, beliefs as we do. And one of the things that, you know, we kept talking about was, man, not drinking is like one of the best kept secrets out there. And it really feels that way. It really feels that we've got this inside scoop on how to live a really great life. So, you know, I came on today to record without really having an agenda, just wanted to let, you know, my spirit speak through me and to you. And and I know that whatever messages need to come through will, and that whatever you need to hear today, you'll pick up on and it'll land for you. And and that is a full trust that I have with God and, and being guided and also with the work that I am so blessed and so honored to do and to share with each of you. So, you know, I, I'm, I love talking about not drinking again, because I do feel like it is the best kept secret. So I think we'll just go there. You know, I celebrated my two years, um, back in June, June 12th. And I just don't, I don't ever see myself going back. You know, I don't ever see myself drinking again. And I drank for years, you know, I mean, shoot since, I think the first time I had a drink, I was probably 12, maybe 12, 13. And we were actually at the beach. And I remember having wine coolers. Oof. I also remember that same trip. 
um, my little toe, <clears throat> my little pinky toe getting hit by an elevator door and it being very bloody. So I'm curious if my sister is listening to this, if she remembers any of that at all. Um, but yeah, so having first drink really young, you know, I grew up, my dad drank all the time. Um, of course he and my mom were divorced, so I wasn't around it constantly, but growing up down in the Valley, there just wasn't really much to do either, you know, so come high school age, what did we do? We went to the movies, we hung out, hung out with friends and please forgive me. My, I'm just waking up too. I decided to hit record. So I haven't really spoken yet this morning. So if my voice is a little rough, you're getting me real and raw first thing. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot to do in the Valley. So that's what we did. Hung out, had parties and, and drank. And that's how we socialized. And you know, then for me, it didn't really stop there. And I wasn't drinking during the week so much. It was more that quote unquote normal drinking on the weekends, but drinking on the weekends turns into this binge drinking, you know, and it's God, when I think about it now, I think about how many, you know, beers, how many margarita, how much wine, how much whatever really you put in front of me, how much I would drink in one evening, you know, in this binge drinking and how socially acceptable that is. Yet, if you were to give me the same amount of liquid in soda or shoot even in water, I probably wouldn't drink as much, you know, like that blows my mind when I think about it. Like, okay, let's just say, for example, you have six beers, six 12 ounces of beer, right? That's what, 72 ounces of beer that you can drink in a matter of a couple hours. No big deal. Give me 72 ounces of water. Sometimes that takes me, you know, a good chunk of the day to get through. If I'm being really honest, you know, if I have a goal of getting all my water in, but really like, isn't that when you stop and think about it, isn't that just kind of crazy? It's kind of crazy that it's acceptable to binge drink and, you know, to really just live for the weekend. So it's funny because that's what, you know, some of what we were talking about this, this week too, is just, you know, working working so hard for somebody else's dream and the only relief that people have when when we do that and I you know I was there for a really long time um, and I know that a lot of y'all are still there but really working Monday through Friday eight hour, nine hour days, the typical schedule, and only having the weekend to live for. So it's no wonder that people drink as much as they do on the weekends, or even, you know, during the week. You know, it's this sense of numbing, it's this sense of distraction. Because throughout the week, if you are not doing what your heart's desire is when it comes to your work, when it comes to, 
you know, just even having a creative outlet, what else are you left with, right? So, so we drink at night and drink on the weekends to numb, to distract, because we feel like it's us having a good time. But in reality, we're just clouding and hindering any anything good really coming into our life, right? We by by drinking and numbing out, we're so distracted from what's really important in life. Connecting with others, doing what you were designed to do, being enjoying this world, enjoying the company of other people, making time to just relax, to to practice some self-care, some self-love, you know, to get in tune with yourself, to really figure out what it is that you do want to do. You know, we're so distracted as a society in general, you know, constantly on the move. It's like a, it feels like a machine in a sense, you know, the mass population and working for corporations and not that corporations are bad, just in general, right? Like just working, 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 grinding, 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 right? It's this very, very masculine energy to get stuff done, to just grind it out, to produce, to produce, to produce. And then we get stuck in that cycle of constantly doing and that the only time we really are being is when we're asleep or when we're you know trying to just relax and for a lot of us that's relaxing with with alcohol so I would just you know that that's enough of that little soapbox for you but I would just encourage you if again if drinking is something that you're just not sure if it's serving you anymore, I'd love to encourage you to to give yourself a break. Take some time away from it. You know, as I always say, like, you know, <clears throat> you know what life is like and what life looks like up until this point. Why not see where, what potential lies in taking some time away from it to really seeing how you're, mental space clears up, how you actually can start remembering things again, how your short-term memory is so much better, your thoughts become clearer, you have more energy, you sleep so much better, and there's not that lingering anxiety for me, that was a big thing, right? Like I never really felt like I was anxious, but I was. Hindsight 2020, you know, I was anxious all the time. I was anxious and nervous that something I did because of alcohol was out of character, was not in line with who I really am, was disappointing someone else. You know, I always felt like I was letting someone down. And whether or not I was letting anyone else down, I was definitely letting myself down. Letting myself down. And I truly attribute all of my success in where I'm at 
in my confidence, in my consistency to show up, in the clarity that I have, and in all the connections that I have now, I attribute all of that to putting the bottle down, putting the bottle down. And it's not like I ever really felt like an alcoholic. I never felt like I had this major problem, but I did know it wasn't serving me anymore. I did know that. And maybe you don't feel like an alcoholic. Maybe you feel like you've got it under control. and Maybe you don't feel like it's a hindrance for you. I would just beg to differ. I would beg to differ that it is limiting you in some way, shape, or form. And that's okay. And if you're ready, great. Reach out for help. If you're not ready, that's fine too. So I I pulled some cards that I didn't really get to dive into, I think on Wednesday or Thursday, you know, and then I met up with Ronnie and then we went exploring and I'll talk about that in a minute. But I pulled a couple cards and I hadn't had a chance to dive into it until this morning before I hit record and One of the cards was about potential, and it was saying that dream and trust that everything you need exists to make that dream a reality, and I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. It is so important for us as we're creating this life, you know, Figuring out what's working for us, figuring out what's not working for us, you know, gaining more clarity around what is, getting brave enough to to take those steps in the direction of our dreams and our desires. It's so important and something that I have been ingraining in myself over the last six months is to truly trust the process. To know and to trust that everything we need is already here and already within us and already exists. Just like I read a minute ago. Dream and trust that everything you need exists to make that dream a reality. It's all here. And that is so, for me, it's so comforting. It's so comforting to know that, oh, these dreams I have. Being up here in Colorado right now and one of the biggest dreams, one of my biggest laser focus visions right now is is getting a place up here in Colorado for Ronnie and I and all of our friends and our family to come stay and visit. It already exists. And my job at this point is to trust, is to trust and to know That if this desire is so ingrained in my heart and that this vision that I have is so tangible for me, then I must trust. Then my only job is to trust, to trust in God, trust in the universe, that it's already here and that everything I need I already have in order to make this dream a reality. 
all the resources that I need are already here and exist. All the people that I need to talk to and network with and connect with are already here. All the clients that will help support me in this vision are already here. Everything I need is already here. And I trust that. And I trust that fully. One of the other cards that I got was called Sacred Unity. And it says, work from the desires that everyone benefits, that we are all one. And I love this so much, you know, and my calling is is truly to connect people back to the love and the support that is always available to us. And to get this card of the sacred unity and of knowing that we are all one, it's so true. It takes away the division, the separation, the separation of this person's good and this person's bad. This person's doing it right and this person's doing it wrong. Black and white. You know, there's so much, so much separation in the world. And and it's through that separation that fear resides. Think about why we're scared of things. Right? It's typically because it's something we don't know, something we're unfamiliar with. This week, I came up to stay with a beautiful couple that I'd never met in person. And that might be really scary for some people. Stay in a new place, people you don't really know that well. But it wasn't scary for me because I know and I trust that I know and I can trust my own heart and my own instincts that if there was something to be truly fearful of that was life-threatening, I would have known that. I would have felt that, right? And I also know that we're all connected. And just because people do things or say things even, that may be in conflict with you, with what you believe, doesn't make them wrong, and it doesn't make them bad. We're all connected. We're all one. It's just their way of believing things. Just like for me, I know that alcohol is not for me, I do believe that being sober is such a beautiful gift. That life tastes so much sweeter when you're sober. But that may not be for everybody. And that's fine. And that's truly fine. I will still love you. I will still support you. And I will still be here. Right? That's that's the unity. We are all one. And everybody benefits from that. So I love that so much. I love that so much. And, you know, I just think, I think that the more that we can remember those things, the more that we can lean in to the trust 
that's lean in and trust to the support of God and the universe. And to remember that we're all one, that everything is connected, that there is no separation. Anything is possible at that point. Anything is possible. These principles I remind myself of on a daily basis. The growth that I've had, the growth that I continue to have is from keeping these in the forefront of my mind and the forefront of my heart. And I I love to be guided and led by God because I feel so safe and trusting that and knowing that the more that I am led, the more that I can lead. And the more that I surrender to the truth that I will always be supported, that everything is working out for the benefit of everybody, the easier life gets to be. There's not all this go, 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 do, do, do. It's a beautiful place of, of surrendering and trusting that I'm exactly where I need to be. And when there's moments of doubt and when there's moments I need more reassurance, I ask for a sign. I pull a card. I have a conversation with a friend, with a loved one. I go back through old journals. I find the proof. There's so much goodness in this life. There's so much goodness out there in the world. And I I hope that you tap into that more and more each day. Give yourself that time. Give yourself that grace. Release what's no longer serving you. Hold on to the desires of your heart. Trust and know that they will be yours. Keep taking that aligned and inspired action towards them. And make this life whatever you want to make it. Well, in wrapping up, I'll tell you something really fun that we did. Um, So Ronnie came up on Thursday. We stayed the night at Jules and Tony's again and um, had a great dinner. They made us homemade pizza, like dough, sauce, everything in a fun pizza oven. It was so delicious and so good. So Jules, if you're listening, thank you so much. Again, I love you both. So grateful for the time we spent together. <clears throat> so we stayed Thursday night and we're up early Friday morning because we had somewhere to be. So I didn't know Ronnie had all this planned um, up until the day, and we checked something off my bucket list, which was whitewater rafting, which so freaking cool, so awesome. It was the most fun. <clears throat> it was something I was a little scared of, but also really wanted to do and explore and experience. And To be able to cross something off of your bucket list, to cross something off of your list in general, to know that there's something that you want to do in life, whether it's an experience like we had or, you know, 
living a life aligned with your dreams, moving somewhere is one of the most gratifying and fulfilling things ever. And I'm so grateful to my husband that he pushed me to go do that. And it was the most fun. So we just, we had a blast. The water was cold, but it felt great because the sun was out. The views are just incredible. I mean, think about that. We, you can, you can drive through the mountains and see the mountains from that aspect, but to be in the river and to be able to look up and see it all around you is just, it truly does reinforce that, that belief and that knowing that we're all connected and that we're even connected to the earth around us. So it's our last day in Colorado. I'm about to start packing, getting a few things wrapped up with work. And we're going to enjoy the rest of our day. And then we're going to head home and see our pups and get back to to our normal routines. But in doing so, I'm taking so much with me. I'm taking new experiences. I'm taking new friendships. And I'm taking a whole lot of love and a whole lot of gratitude. And excited hope, excited hope for what's to come, for what more is in store in this life. So thank you so much for tuning in. And this is just a fun little coffee conversation. I have my coffee here. And in fact, I'm going to finish that as I'm packing, turn on some tunes, crank it up and make it a kick-ass day. I hope that you have one as well. I love you. Thank you. And until next time, I'll see you then. Adios. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chelsea. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.